Let me just go deal with this cat quickly. Okay. Oh, Bernie, do you want to have a bath in the sink? Is that what oh, you're doing? Oh. Get down. What do you think this is? Go, 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 go. <laughs> Very glad I was recording that, everyone. Here he comes back now with this shitty Christmas sweater. All right, back. Yeah. Catch up. All right, Jules, what an honor it is to be able to intro this for the last time of season one, 2020. Welcome to the content catch up, everyone. What a bloody year it's been and what, what good fun it's been to start this podcast with you, Jules. Some would say, oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Am I the one horse hey. leading the pack? Sucks. We're here. Christmas. It's the Christmas content catch-up episode. Let's add some jingle bells in here. The Christmas wrap. Like, are you going to rap about Santa? No, the wrap. We wrap up our year. Wrap up season one. We're here in our Christmas sweaters. We're here in our Christmas sweaters. Shout out to um, Miriam Wallace for knitting this one for me. Great work, Miriam. Um, This one did my brother buy it, but I'm walking a rocking a Clippers. ugly Christmas sweater and let me say it's a lot more Christmassy than yours Jules you can't have a crack at my mum on the podcast I'm nothing but nice to mum you talk you've talked far too much about my mum this this season but she'd appreciate it but lovely what what a time of year it is I mean it's we've we've finished work what 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 have you got planned for the holidays are you doing anything uh nothing too much Michael uh just the usual family Christmas few drinks going to the boxing day test actually that's probably oh, going to be the highlight him. of my of my uh christmas period sitting there Poor bastard no 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 i think you're an idiot for thinking that um it's the, the most wonderful time of the year i'm just going to make all christmas uh lyric references <laughs> throughout this, the, whole <laughs> this lyric, uh, the whole episode is just corny <laughs> christmas sayings you know people will turn us off if you go with that well are we going to release this on christmas eve I reckon this is what everyone wants to be listening on Christmas Eve. Fuck it, put it on Christmas morning. What, push, push it, push it back a day. Uh, push it back a day. The twenty third yeah. is Wednesday. Nah, fuck them. Let's let's give them to Christmas morning. Anyway, Barks, let, let's not go into organisational planning right now because otherwise Critter will definitely turn off. Um, Shouts, Critter. What are you doing for the holiday season? NBL? Are you going to try and catch a few games? Well, it's, I mean, yeah, pre-season, when does it, I think the actual games start early Jan, but I mean, we'll mm. probably be back in the swing of work things by then. But no, going away to Sandy Point, bit of the beach for a couple of days, maximum two days for this skin. That's oh, enough. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, so, family stuff, family, friends. So if anyone's looking uh, for an autograph from Michael, uh, you'll find him at Sandy Point. That's what he's saying. Well, I have been um, passed as Cripper a few times, but that's that's not me saying it. It's other people. Um, Poor man's Cripper. All right. For the last time, should we have a look at well, – we've got a, a part of our Christmas wrap. It's Christmas content. It's got to be. It, it's got to be, Bucks. Um, and I, I'm going to take the lead on this one because I fucking love Christmas. Um, no, you don't. You are the opposite of a person that would love Christmas. Why does everyone think I hate Christmas? I, I actually know, I genuinely love Grinch. it. Do I'm you? not a okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my time of the year. Um, I mean, I'm gonna hang, hang on. Your Christmas sweater is black. <laughs> I mean, that should show tell you everything you need to know. What's I can't help the colours that my mum made. All right, the woman knows Sorry, style. Get, get into it. Um. Anyway, 
I'm just going to find this one again because I've misplaced it. But one moment. <laughs> one moment, too please. Many. Okay, here it A is. A few moments later. A few moments later. Okay. Let's get this screen share going. Share screen. And we'll go to this. So this is a quick one. Um, always thinking about different ways that we can integrate Christmas into our, um, our content plans over this over the holiday season. And some of them are, are a bit, you know, too, too out there. Okay. Like we try and do too many things. We, we try and make Christmas the main focus. But I, I stumbled across this, this example from an Instagram account called Swap Kingdom. Um, and what they've done is they've kind of integrated a Christmas-themed NFL Guernsey design um, over 12 days. And this is one of the best examples I've found. It's an it's example of the, the New York Giants if they went for a Christmas-themed um, playing Guernsey. And I just cool. – nothing, nothing really um, – blow your mind about it but i just thought it's it's kind of cool um so we'll have all the examples as per usual up on instagram uh twitter and youtube for everyone to look at around at home but they've basically taken the existing new york giants guernsey and they've added a little bit of christmas wrapping in the numbers they've made the sleeve knitted wool instead of like the usual sleeve guard and they put some snow um just in the the helmet nice and simple i think it's just a clean edit as well um a cool way to think about something. Yeah, I think the worst thing you can do with these, especially if it comes from a, because this is just a proposal. It's nothing official. It's just it looks like some just yeah Guernsey swap page. But the worst thing you can do is make it look like it's not the team, and that not that I know that the New York Giants, but that still looks like it looks real. It doesn't look like a fake mock up that's gone too far. Exactly, it's it's nice and subtle, and it seems like something a team would um, actually do. And he's. Well, Dave, sorry, I shouldn't say he. Um, they've gone through and done a couple of different examples of jumper swaps for different holidays as well. A uh, really cool account if you're ever looking to, to follow some of these Guernsey swap ones. Um, it's called Swap, swap Kingdom, Kingdom on Instagram. Yeah. Shout out to them. People absolutely love this shit, by the way. I don't know what it is about mock jerseys and Guernseys, but people froth it. I think it's because it's like... Everyone always gets sick of a Guernsey at some stage and it's always cool to see what other concepts. Do you like do you remember on Reddit when they do the the AFL slash um, soccer team Guernseys or they do the AFL oh, yeah. basketball team crossovers? I've seen basketball actually. There's a really good one a year or two ago. Like someone yeah. smashed it. It's creative, right? That's all it is. It's just a, a nice way to think outside the box where you can have a bit of fun. And I also think the edits are very impressive as well. Like to get that jumper looking pretty much like that person's wearing it. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, good work by them. I've actually, I lied to you. I've, I've actually, I found a Toronto Raptors one that is exactly this, but Toronto Raptors. That's cool. Uh, very cool. Um, Reptar as well. That's I don't know much. It is very cool. I don't know how much to add a power, uh, besides that it looks legit as the first comment has said. Um, and I think people were all over it saying that Toronto should rock these, but um, not much to add, but a very cool little mock-up. Eric. Well done. I think that's well cool um, in the sense that because the NBA do play on Christmas Day, don't they? Yeah. Yep. Why wouldn't you have a, a merch opportunity that is a little bit more Christmassy? And kids would love that. I reckon that's kids right up the it. kids out. That's a collector's item as well. Like I'd go straight to that. Um, anyway, second piece from Jules. As I said last week, tis not just the season for Christmas, but it 
tis also the season for fixture releases. Tis. And have I stumbled across the greatest crossover between Christmas and fixture releases? The answer is yes, because... What? Big call. The Warriors, Warriors, have combined Christmas and their fixture release in this tidy little video that they've got up on their Instagram. Yeah, I'd like you to hit play there, please, Michael. This is one of those things that we were talking about the other week with our fixture release, how it probably looks harder, but I reckon in a way it's a bit of a quicker turnaround and Mm. a lot better quality. Like sometimes it's better just to physically film stuff. Yes, I agree, rather than have animations and stuff like this. And to be fair, right, what, what makes something like this a lot easier is the fact that you just have one thing for every team, right? And you can list when you're, you're playing them. Yeah. Rather than try and come up with 22 ideas. And then, like, this little cutscene at the end is really cool. Obviously, they've built a whole set. <laughs> um, but I don't know. That's I cool. thought it was just really clever, um, a way to, to show both Christmas and a fixture in not a way that drags on at all. Like, it, it's quite quick. Um, yeah. there's nothing that complicated about the actual animations that everything's in the set. Right. Um, which is where they have their strength. Yeah. yeah. No. How about the factor of being at home as well? So that's that in a too. home setting, lounge yeah. room, relatable things for almost every team, except for, was there a deer? No, that was an ornament. The deer was an ornament. So yeah. Relatable things around your lounge room for Christmas decorations. Yeah. Everything had a, a little tie in and. Very and if you again like this is the beauty of it. If you can't think of um, an immediate tie-in, you just like make it into a, a Christmas present or a Christmas decoration. Yeah, yeah. Actually, presents allow you to do a fair bit. I reckon fair bit of normal things, but good one. Yeah, good one, Warriors. Yeah, it was it was really good. So um, thanks to the Warriors for that lovely bit of content to to fulfil both our needs of uh, um, Christmas, Christmas and fixture. That's true. And thank you for bringing content this week because I didn't. Uh, you know, I, I do what I can for the, for our fans, Michael. I do what I can. We'd do anything for our fans. And what we, what I did bring, though, Jules, is an idea. I think it would be good. I think it would be good just to look back on our guests and specifically things we've learned. So I told you, have a think about things that our lovely guests this season have brought us and your favourite things that you've learned. So why don't you go with one and I'll go with one and, and so on. The favourite thing that I've learnt from our guests, Michael, there's been so many. There has been so many. But I, been I, like honest- five. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> I honestly think that uh, one of the one of the greatest chats that I still look back on with um, a lot of I guess what's the word, respect for, for what he's doing is, is Scott Walton. Um, and having that side hustle aspect of just doing something that you really love. And one of the things that he said is that he's not out there to to hurt anyone that he's posting about. He's there just for good times. And I think there needs to be more of that on social media and in the content that we produce because we can do we can get quite heavy with things and we can forget why we're actually producing content. But at the end of the day, we're there to entertain. Um, yeah. And not not at, at the cost of anyone, not at the um, to make anyone feel worse for our own benefit, but just to, to keep everyone in, on a positive train forward. I think that yeah. that was one of the things that stuck with me that I've learned. So that's um, refresher. Scott Walton, Highlights Club creator, probably yeah. our second guest I think it was. But you're right, he did have multiple, I think one of us said it, that he kept coming back to that point of positivity. That's sort mm. of his his drive. All right, I like that. I'll, I'll answer back. 
Darcy Vessio, I think you can agree. I think yep. you said this was your one you were most nervous nervous for. You had a yeah. line there. Um, but it, it, it's cool. Like, that, that that's a name that everyone knows, and it was fun uh, to to get Darcy on, and we thank her again. Um, but one thing I I really liked from that chat was finding out how her creativity affects her footy. So she was yep. saying that if, if she has a week that, something along these lines, um, if she has a week that she doesn't have a lot of time to create and make stuff, she... She almost feels like her footy's impacted, and I think that's a really cool um, sort of like a human um, relation to what you do as your profession, but how your hobbies and uh, things away from your profession affects it. And like how important that like having something away from your main job is mm. to motivate you to do your other job better or have that freedom. Exactly. Yeah, Dars was, Dars was a great chat. I think I was nervous because I've only ever spoken to Dars about football. She did seem genuinely exciting that um, she's, I think that one of the first things she said was nobody's asked me about this side of me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, good call. Great call. Thanks. Thank you. Exactly. Can I be honest with you? I had two more to quickly, do- can I th- throw two more at you? Because I worded favourite as in you could have multiple. Sure. You, you could have multiple. Sure. Two other quick ones. Britt Denton, Melbourne Storm. Yep. My favourite learning was, um, well, one of it from her was, you don't have to have knowledge of the sport you work in and how it can actually positively affect your role. Yeah, Boom, that's, that's true. It. I think that's a very good point. And, and we spoke about it with her, but like often having that freedom to bring new ideas to the table because you're not bound by traditional sports media think or sport yeah. specifics think is, is great. And you see that yeah. with Storm. They've got such a fresh approach to everything that they do. Especially these days, we talk about lifestyle and you got to bring – people want to relate to what you're talking about. And yeah. unfortunately or unfortunately, like not – you don't have to be obsessed with the Storm or the sport you're following. You sort of want to see the people behind it. So that was cool. Thirdly, quickly, Nick Bollock, big money from the Hornets. Um, I just loved hearing how he – he, this is weren't his words, but he, it felt like getting shit done was the yeah. main skill he prides himself on. Not how good a photographer or videographer he is, but purely working hard and getting shit done is what I, I think I can relate to in a sense, but I, I loved hearing him talk about that. So they were my three sort of favourite learnings. No, I, I agree. Nick Nick's energy that he brings to um, sport is just – it's what gets you through at the end of the day because he's right. There are 40 other people lining up to do your job all the time. And what distinguishes you from that is the effort that you put into the role and how how much you care about what you're doing. Yeah. I think, yeah. Anyway, sorry, did I just steal your thunder? Not at all. <laughs> you're, you're talking back to me. Well done. Well, not talking uh, back, responding Nick, to Nick was great. Nick was great. I think all our guests were great. I think we took every something from everyone, even like – Michelle in terms of having to wear multiple hats in your one role just to get stuff done and, and sacrificing your time and how you have to work up through the ranks. Um, Darcy, obviously. Cripsy, like how you stay Cripsy fresh. Cripsy great, yeah. And engage an audience and how like sometimes you can turn a passion into a career and all that kind of stuff. Um, well, can, I, can I give a, a very general thank out to all our um, all our guests for this year. It's been a pleasure having you all on and I hope that all of our 40 listeners at home have enjoyed. Um, hey, 40 good right? listeners. 40 yeah, the great, great listeners. listeners. But have enjoyed the the chats with our, our guests and, and not just me and Barks rambling on all the time but have learnt something from these people that are doing the jobs as well. Many thanks to everyone that came on. Um, it was a lot of fun. I know, I know this is going to pop up in a second but... 
I think we had a quest question from a uh, a certain Darren Barker um, mm. pop up on our Instagram. I don't know if you want to jump to this now, but it kind of ties in nicely to. We can to do the it. So. Chat. So, um, yeah, before you go ahead, Jules, Q&A is coming up. So we, we thought we'd get a few Q&As, but this is one of them. So do go on. Yeah, we'll, we'll carry on with this one. Uh, Darren actually asked, what, who is one person you'd like to have on the show next season and commit to it? So, Barks, I'm yeah. going to throw to you first. I, I, I was going to go the cheeky um, Darren. <laughs> you want to have Darren on? <laughs> yeah, but we already knew that. So Darren can be able to answer, but... Um, my one is, it's sort of big in my world because, as you know, I love, I find I have, I have a really cool fascination with um, over in the States that athletes, especially NBA players because of my, the, what I follow, um, they have their own content creators. And one of the first I came across is this guy called Logan Linkmeyer, I think is his name. But he, to my understanding, and this is why I'd love to have him on, he works solely for D'Angelo Russell. Um and he comes up with some of the coolest content I've seen that's out there and almost everything he posts, I'm like, oh, my God, like <laughs> this guy is amazing. But um, he'll Logan, Logan Linkma, I'll, I'll reach out to. No promises on a result, but that's mine, Darren. Darren, I think apart from yourself and Mon in a combined episode. That's not I happening. I would love. Sorry, Mum. I would love to this one I don't know who's behind it, but I'm gonna to commit to finding out. I'm gonna to commit to reaching out to them. Benny the Bull. Oh, that's brilliant. Benny I want Benny the, the Bull. Bull on the show. Love because it. there is no mascot that does it like Benny the Bull. Or does it more <laughs> consistently than Benny the Bull. I want him and I want him or him or her, whoever's behind the account, whoever's behind the yeah. ideas, I want them on the show. Love it. That's my. I'm going to try and find that out and reach out to them. That's a superb answer from you. Thank you. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Darren, for the question. We really loved your support this year, and I love you lots. Can't wait to hang out. I love you too. You love all my family. Let's get on to the this massive segment. This is a massive moment for our history, and I want you to intro it because the run sheet tells you to. Are we talking, uh, is it that time where we... Of the year, yes. We, we, we try and crack on it's open. It's time for the moment you've all been waiting for. Jules, can you please play the drum roll noise? Thank you. Egg of the year. The final. Egg of the year. Egg of the year. Box. It's been a weekly something that I look forward to from the day we from the moment we finish egging to the next week because all I am is now looking out for eggs. Just, and I want to yeah. start this off with a quick one. I want to put my hand up as a self egg. I accidentally oh, tagged yeah. the wrong ball brother in the post the other day. <laughs> I'm taking that on. I'm really sorry. I was doing it on the flight, not an excuse. And I was like, da 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 da. I'll take that one on. I know. <laughs> That Lonzo doesn't play for the Hornets. I know. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that because he deserves it. And I, I did. I speak to you. I probably didn't speak to you for a couple of days. After it that. kept me up at night. It kept me up at night, and I'm really sorry. But another. I wish we, we. What we're going to do here is we're going to roll through a few of our previous egg of the weeks. Uh, have some honourable mentions, and then we'll just. We've decided the on the winner of the egg of the year, um, which Barks, I think you should you should talk to but honorable mentions uh let's kick it off i want to give an honorable mention to the afl 
Any specifically, or you, I mean, you basically had one every week. Let's, let's I, I, I came close to egging them for the third time in a row, but I'm going to play the disclaimer now. We're interrupting this particular rant to remind you that the views in this podcast are not the views of the Carlton Football Club. Just some things they've done recently. A, uh, a 6 a.m. fixture release on a Sunday morning. I really Tools, love, tools really? loves the AFL. Tools loves the AFL. I, 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 disclaimer. I love the AFL and everyone does a good job, but just some questionable decisions. They get an honourable mention. Um, it's fine. But also They're an probably... honourable mention for like doing a great job this year. Absolutely. Love you lots. No, I mean, in all seriousness, they did because we got a season away. Um, let's go up the list, sticking to the AFL, honourable mention. This is this this seems rude, but just the Saints and New Balance. So they launched with their new partner or sponsor, whatever you want to call them. Mm. New Balance in the ad, front and center, the player or players are wearing Nike boots. So That's did you hear that? Self explanatory. Did you hear their reasoning for that? I did not. So those two players are actually Nike athletes. Yes, I did actually. I, yeah, sorry, I did. So, but still, sh- surely there's a way. Like, Surely they can't sit way. well. They can't sit well with New Balance. No, nah, that that's that's a good honourable mention. Um, should we Excellent. go one of my favourites, which also ties into you, but the Pitbull head shaver um, oh, yeah. and Michael for shaving his head in the reflection of the car. And I know people didn't agree with me on this one, but buy a mirror. Important reminder. Important reminder, though, I won both those polls on normal. That's, weird. No, hold on. That's because it doesn't matter who votes. You, it doesn't matter who votes. Because you voted, and then you voted from the content catch up for no, your no, answer. Not, not you on this did. one. You there did. was a poll that I did. Anyway, <laughs> results speak for itself. It's not weird. It's completely normal. And I'm a great person. Um, <laughs> next, that wasn't part of the poll, but I, I'm sure you agree. Mm. Shut up. Next one's close to home. <laughs> Ma- well, this is Marnes, Marnie from the Carlton Football Club. We hate to remind you, and I, th- I don't think you took it too well, but um, you misspelled of. That's, and just saying it again, like it's it's great. Good on you, Marnie. You've done well, <laughs> and you're you're up. You're our number one self self given number one fan of this podcast, along with self proclaimed. Yeah, there's a bit of competition there, but um, sorry, we had to. I'm going to go the second last honourable mention is got to be Cleveland Browns photographer Matt Starkey. What is more commendable, though, is the way that he bounced back with some additional content. And the way they use that to mm. post more content. Yeah. So, so both he- an honourable mention for the egg but a, a commend- commendation for a bounce back. And now the big moment. Here we Dr- go. The one Drum roll sound effects. Okay. A lot. 2020 Egg of the Year, Season 1 edition. It is Luca, the go-kart driver, who piffed his bumper at an opponent opponent um, after he got knocked out of the race. Yee! That was my favourite. And from the very first moment we said we're going to have Egg of the Year, that was my thought. Well done, Luca. I just... like you still, It still baffles you. What the fuck was he doing? <laughs> he just piffed his bumper. And we'll just post it again. We posted it during the year when it happened, but we'll post it again because it deserves it. To make a commitment to ask the egg of, egg of the year, reach out to Luca. I was just about yeah. to say we should commit to get, getting him on the show and be like, what yeah. the fuck? Just talk <laughs> us through it. That would be hilarious. Just take us through a moment. Well, there that you was, go, Bucks, the inaugural egg of the year. Done. And thank you, thank you for all the eggs this year. It's it, it's it's a weekly. I was gonna say a daily game changer, but it, it makes our weeks. It does make. All our right. weeks. it's a lot of fun. Speaking of a lot of fun, 
we thought to celebrate the final episode, we'll go to the old Q&As. So we asked people to submit questions. It could be on anything. It doesn't have to be content. It could be about Jules's shithead. It could be about anything. <laughs> My shithead. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I don't bad. know why I said that. It's, it's not actually. I love you. Yeah. No, no, no. That was you. just a... That was... <laughs> all right. There's a nice question about us doing this one, but... um. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Oh, this will be fun. I'm ready. This will be fun. And I'll read out who said it, but we'll go straight from the top. Paddy from the Digital Rookie, great podcast and great supporter of this show. He needs to be said. Um, he has commented on a lot and just given us, like, everybody knows when you start something new, you love hearing what people think of it, and he's given great feedback and his honest thoughts. From the get-go, so Paddy's written in, what's the best opportunity 2020 has created for you? And that's a good start, Jules. Do you want to? Do you want to go first? Uh, honestly, uh, I want to say that the greatest opportunity has been to do this with you, Michael. And that's not because I want to suck up to you, because I think this is this creating this podcast. And obviously, we went up into the hub together and, and spoke about a few ideas. But uh, being able to do this and meet new people in the sports space, but also talk about what we do, I think that's um, that's been a lot of fun. So I'd say yeah. this, Paddy. That's that was going to be my answer as well, and I think um, it's a good challenge. We both said it was going to push ourselves in probably a direction we weren't a hundred percent comfortable with, but it's it's been a lot of fun, and I think season two will even be more fun. But um, to get even more sincere, part of the answer was our friendship, Jules. I think twenty twenty, we'll Jesus. look back on that. I'll be like, oh, I feel so warm and fuzzy. That was a great year for myself and Julian Wallace. Why to get all emotional on me. I don't know, you just, everyone needs a bit of love. Um, oh. But I think I think in general, like you're probably going to agree, 2020, it's been absolutely trash, but at least it's made, I hope it reminds everyone of the simple but important things, how much time you spend at home with your family, partner, pets, just how much time away from everything you generally are and just being able to catch up with friends, I think, a bit of a general one. General one. I think that's also like um, ties in with, you know, this podcast, our friendship, but relationships, like the chance mm. to meet people probably wouldn't have met. Um, otherwise like Patty's one person, Cripsy's another, Brit, yeah. uh, Michelle, like being able to talk to people like that. Um, I wouldn't have international probably done that as well. in any, international Nick. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. have been able to do that. Um, or we probably wouldn't have pushed ourselves to do that this year so. had it not been for a good old friend zoom. So, or I think you say a good old friend Corona, because I mean, let's face it, that's what made us. We don't yeah. know if this would have started without it. <laughs> no, nah, probably not. We probably would just punched each other in the office and got on with it. Probably, it could have been equal amount of entertainment. <laughs> All right, let's kick on. Ethan Daffy, big thank you to Ethan. Does some great design work, by the way. Check out oh, Ethan's great design Instagram. Work. Yeah, yeah, good call. First and foremost, but um, he 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 made a lovely, a very nice comment on our. Instagram post the other day just this might be wrong Ethan but he wants to he's looking for a job in the industry and he said something along the lines of how this podcast like this sort of inspire him or really give a good insight into what it's like so that was great to hear but thanks he's given us yeah thank you Ethan and Merry Christmas um he's given us three so we'll just sort of we won't ramble too much but what was your first job within the sports media industry I worked for the Essendon Football Club, uh, digital media coordinator. Mine technically was freelancing for the NBL. That would have been, geez, don't know, five, six years ago, but that was just basically video editing. That was my first little bit. 
What's the most enjoyable part about your job? I think it's the uh, it's a combination of the people. Uh, the people that you work with are always great, um, and the environment. I think it's uh, rare that you're able to work with uh, such a broad range of um, people on a broad range of topics, but still be so narrow in a high performance, high energy kind of place. I rambled a bit there, but that's that's kind of it. People and environment. But I agree, people. Footy clubs, I didn't know this, but you sort of know, you get told it's a bit of a family atmosphere and Carlton that that the people in it sort of make it. But uh, my answer was going to be more. I have an appreciation of what we do is very lucky in the t- in the sense that we've got something that, especially for me, and I I a lot of what I do is creating that it's not it's a job that could be seen as a hobby and not everybody has that. So hobby is a job is my answer. And I've I told myself from day one don't. Don't ever not appreciate that. And I'm, I'm getting really sincere on these answers. I like it. Good on you, Jeez, Michael. you're going to cry? <laughs> Burst. Uh, it's okay third. if you do. It's Just good. let me know. Let it out. Happy tears. Third one? Probably. I reckon I know it. No, actually, I don't know if I know your answer. If you could work for any sporting organisation slash club in the world, Ooh. who would it be? Uh, I've thought about this before. I think I would really love to work for the NBA, uh, not not like a specific club. I think the NBA is an organisation because it's Fun so man. international. It's like it, it's not just America. It's not just Europe. It's Asia. It's like Africa. It's Australia, Oceania, obviously. like, um, And such a universal game, not in the same way that like um, obviously similar to the way that soccer is, but not the same way that NFL's. Obviously, people watch it internationally, but not everyone plays it internationally, if that makes sense. I don't know. So the yeah. NBA, I guess, like a lot of cool opportunities in, in what they're doing. They're, they're great in the digital sense. They've got so many relationships with um, other key people in the digital space. Like you look at the agreements they have with Bleacher Report and House of Highlights mm-hmm. and the characters that come up through that. Um, yeah, probably the NBA. Mine, no surprise, mine's NBA. But I, I was going to say the Clippers – but then mm. I don't think I'd be fussed about what team. Yeah. I honestly think I'd embrace whatever it would be. And uh, even like a small market team would probably almost suit my personality more, I think. So it's not too specific, but an NBA team, I, I couldn't get past it. Do you think, um, sorry, this adds a little bit to it, but would you would you consider college teams as well? Like college basketball? <laughs> yeah, it's a great point. I, I think they just seem unreal with what yeah. the atmosphere and content is like. So... Yeah, I don't have the knowledge of it though, but that could sort of provide a challenge. It's the old Brit Denton. Point, you don't need to know. Don't need the to old know everything about what you're doing. No, that's a good call. Um, possibly, Jules, possibly. Next one, Anth. If you had to grow an unknown sport in a market, what would be the three main things you would focus on? And I feel like we should agree on three main things. We can sort of throw it out there. Shout out to Anth Artusa as well. Um has been a uh, big social media man in my life since I started at Essendon. Um, good guy, great guy. Three main things if you're starting a sport in a new environment. Was that, was that the exact wording? Or three things to focus on? <clears throat> three main things you would focus on. Okay. So. Sorry, do you, got, do you have one to kick on with? No, no, I was just going to start from the top and be very broad, but I don't know if you can focus on exposure, but if you can put money behind it and whether it's a face or a whatever it is to market mm. it, but go on. A bit of awareness. I mean, that could be one. Yeah. A bit of awareness. One, but... So like find someone that has a bit of um, 
clout within the community to, to be an ambassador. I think Known that's, face. that's a, it's a good start. I think another one is community, um, focusing mm-hmm. on as local and as grassroots as you can, find out like what their their main drawback would be to participating in the sport or whatever the program is and then um, trying to fulfill that need and just making yourself a real local hero. It's a slow grind, but I think that that works as well. If we've got to do something a bit more digital focused though, if we, mm-hmm. if we, we switch to that, I think it's, again, it's, it's, it's almost branding. like, yeah, branding and kind of inserting yourself into conversations where you might not necessarily fully belong. It, does this make sense? So like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take it as like a, a local um, college team or, or a local college program, right? You find relevant um, areas that you might have chats, much similar to what we're doing with building up the podcast. Like you find things that are related to what you're doing and insert yourself into the conversation and start building up some awareness online by just tweeting people, by like DMing yeah. people, commenting on posts, liking posts, um engaging in conversations looking for trends you can can piggyback off online as well so if i don't know toronto raptors are trending in in canada for some reason you, you create a post that's around the toronto raptors and and involves your program um so social social media presence almost like a presence yeah i guess i guess presence would be the best way to put it social media presence engagement and awareness yep um the only other point right. to branding i was going to make was what about a point of difference? So you got to be mm. relevant, but I mean, some people go down the track of controversial and getting people talking about you. But yeah. if, if it's a new sport, you might even, you could consider something like that to be like, what the hell is this on about? If you've got a big face that people know and they're doing something bloody weird or bloody something that people don't yeah. know, I think a point of difference. But should we, so three, what were the three? So we've got go awareness, awareness. exposure, awareness, we'll yeah. Go community Grassroots engagement and, and, yeah. and tie that into like digital social engagement as well. So community and digital engagement. And then your last point I think is a really good one. Um, point of difference. Slash presence. Pres- presence. Was, because yeah. now I'm thinking of like um, really weird sports and like a really cheesy like dodgeball style video, you know, yeah. like the five rules well, of dodgeball. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because I think a page we came across, I think it's just one person, but they make content for lacrosse. And I've seen yeah. it, we've talked about it before and we've seen it about some of the amazing videos and stuff they make. And it makes you think, geez, I wouldn't actually mind wondering what they're tuning into what lacrosse. the hell that's. Yeah. 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 Hopefully there's three ideas there for you, Anth. And I hope you have a bloody good Christmas up there. In there. <laughs> Thanks for the question as well. Um, this one's my favourite. I mean, hold on, hold on. Can we sorry, say enough? Sorry, Barks. Do you reckon Anth is dreaming of a white Christmas? Maybe. Anyway, that was funny. Because he's in Canada. Yeah, I got it's it. Snowing. It's cold. Yeah. I believe yeah, it's it. cold outside. I, I would really love to can't I stay. would love to have a white Christmas. Do you want anyway. me to pour some coconut on your head? No, this next one is from the brilliant Elise. Can we say enough about Elise? Hold Lots. on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Number one, what? you fake proposed to her on the podcast. I didn't. You did. Last week, you backed away from calling her your fiance. I didn't. 
And These never not, only, anyway. not only two days ago, you said you got down on one knee to practice getting ready for her. So if, at least <laughs> there's three signs. If you're not getting a ring this Christmas. Wow. All right. We're to spread the negativity. Um, if you would, I, I do happen to get down on a knee far too often. And I apologize for that, Elise. But anyway, Elise, we're getting off track. Q&A time. Elise is sending a very nice question. What's your favorite thing about each other? Meaning me oh. and you. Oh, yeah. I've I got an answer if one. you want to think about it. Uh, yeah, you go for it. But I don't like hearing stuff about myself, so I might just take off my headphones. This is this podcast is meant for the to be comfortable. Anyway, um, I think I you probably know this. I always say that you pay attention very well. Your ability to listen and take in details, just I commend you. Not enough people do it. You remember stuff that I would not expect you to so well done look at you hate this you hate i hate this. this so much thank you're you great man. manager you're a great it. podcast host uh, and, and even better person even better person yep okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right come on hit me um i think i've got three three things i think number one your your drive to do stuff like we we spoke about this podcast and i would honestly just let it be like oh yeah that's a good idea you were like the next week you're like all right cool i've got a microphone <laughs> like, okay, okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> um, so your your drive to do stuff and get stuff done, your creativity, I think it's uh, unparalleled in the AFL industry, especially your quickness to learn. And I don't know if you're going to want me to tell this story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. A, I actually actually interviewed um, I interviewed Barks yes, like, for his did. job yes, at, at Carlton. Um, and he's, he was very honest, which is another one of his great qualities, but, um, he came into the interview and he said, yeah, I've never actually used a video camera before, but great, here mate. are my you're edits. A you're a video producer. <laughs> but we walked out of that interview and, uh, myself and Gavin said to each other, we were like, well, his edits are really great. And like, that's from someone that's self-taught as well. Um, why don't we just give him a crack with the camera? Because honestly, the camera is like one-tenth of what makes something good. Um, hmm. And he came down to the VFL that week, shot for free. And then, you know, a week later he was in the office and he was revolutionising the way that Carlton do stuff online. So a real um, real props to Barker there. That's a, and that's a big build-up. It's not a big build-up because it's your, uh, your skill set. I think the last thing is just uh, you're a good friend, mate. You're a, you're a very good friend. You, you care about people. So that's another one. And Elise, if you ever ask a question like that, that gets me emotional. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, well, I mean, you said I was going to cry before, but I, I just might do it right now. Oh, um, dear. No, thank you. That's really nice. Merry Christmas, everyone. Spread the love. Last last but not least, Jack Jones. Sounds like a mm. bit of um, like a superhero almost. <laughs> that's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> All right. <laughs> La- last Q&A. It's 2005. Your older sibling says they'll make you your own CD with songs that downloaded from LimeWire. What's your mm. first choice? I think 2005 me. Jesus, how old was I? I don't even remember what 13? I would have been into. 13, yeah. What have we got going on? Um, I, I, I will start this off by saying, like, the, the first song I ever um, acquired via 
LimeWire. I actually think it was something else before LimeWire. This is before LimeWire, and I had a 56K modem, so it took all day to fucking download. <laughs> I downloaded uh, Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm. But to my disgust, after having had the phone off the hook all day so the dial-up didn't interrupt, oh, no. I accidentally downloaded Michael Jackson's version of Smooth Criminal. <laughs> You would still so like Jack, it though, wouldn't you? I did like it, but it wasn't what I was looking for. Um, have you got a, a list of songs in 2000, what did we say, 2005? Five. Yeah. I don't, I grew up with what my dad would have not pushed on to me, but I love the stuff he loved and that's sort of the rock vibe. I think Disturbed was, I don't know what song it was, but I first discovered Disturbed on my a computer at my high school. One of their first songs, I don't know what that is, but that's the first one that popped to mind because I Down feel like that would have been or something? one of them or there's another one that's I can't quite think of, but Disturbed would probably be up there. Otherwise, Early Offspring, first favourite band. Um, Creed is another one I thought of. Good old Creed. Creed. The, the greatest Christian rock band. What? Arms Wide Open or something. <laughs> Arms Wide Open. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what, that's what I mean to all right, I've, I've got. There's a couple of good songs here. I just looked up a list. Sorry, Jack. I, I, oh, okay. I couldn't remember off the top of my head, but there's some good ones here. Uh, Foo Fighters' "Best of You." That would be on there. That was a fucking track. Ooh. Yeah, I, 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 I told you this the other week. I've never been too into Foo Fighters, but good one. Um, let's go with "Bad Day" by Daniel Powder. Oh, good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on. There's another one. "My Humps" by Black Eyed Peas. That would be on there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Photograph by Nickelback. Uh, Nickelback was another one I had on mine. Yeah. Um, Sugar We're Going Down by Fallout Boy. Can you believe that came out the same year as all those other Jesus. Um, and maybe let's go one more. We'll go – oh, actually two more. Sorry. Gold Digger by Kanye West. That would be on there. Can't say it was for me, but who knows. And Don't Cha by the Pussy, Pussy? – Don't Cha by Pussy, the – Pussy Cat Dolls. Pussy Cat Dolls. By the wow. Pussycat Dolls. That'd be it's a bit. Oh, just look at that list. That's probably what I'd go for. That's pretty cool. I like that question. And um, to Jack Jones' credit, clearly a WWE fan, he's like, the full question was, what's your first choice and why is it Chris Jericho's WWE <laughs> entrance song, Break the Walls Down, which... <laughs> Mate, Jack, if I had to choose my top favourite WWE songs, we'd have a whole podcast episode just on that. We can do that if you want. Still some sort I, of content. I don't think anyone wants to hear that. No one wants to talk about my love of the WWE. In fact, I want to get off this podcast because there's TLC happening at the moment. <laughs> that's fair enough. Before you go on to um, our final farewell until we – because that's the Q&A done, and thank you. I, I really yes. enjoyed that, Jules. I, th- I think I we think should that do that fun. more often. Yeah. Maybe uh, once every season or something, or maybe we can have a weekly question moving forward. Thank you, everyone. I had one thing to say before we roll on out of here and retire. Season two is not going ahead, just letting everyone know. No, it is. <laughs> we can't wait. Um, Julian Wallace won. No, we had our no, Christmas. let's not go here. We had our Christmas breakup and he won. A, I'm not going to go into it. He won a Carlton Award, so well done. I'm very proud of you. Yes, thank you, Michael. And That's it. I think probably um, I had to give a speech. It was really fucking awkward as well. Um uh, but I thank you to um, everyone at Carlton this year. Um, this isn't going to turn into a speech, but thank you. And thank you to all the <laughs> colleagues that we get to um, 
get to spend some time with. I'm sure, Barks, you'd appreciate it even more. Like people that we've worked closely with this year at Carlton and have encouraged us to do this, um, but also helped us be good at our jobs, basically. Yeah. And it does relate to what what we're doing here because there's every single person on that team, I reckon, has made a comment about listening to it, and they all, they've we've listened to it a lot, and it, it makes a difference. So yeah, thank you. Everyone. Except except Will Batulas. Yeah, Will he doesn't listen to one. He owns nah. it. Even his brother, even his brother <laughs> listens in. Oh. You will. <laughs> Critter binged it. Critter binged it. Yeah. Credit to you. Critter Rose Mans. They all listen. Um, and Ness we'll also tunes in from time to time, but fuck you will. Anyway. Does that, does, that, does that do us on that note? Fuck you will and goodbye. That, that wraps <laughs> yeah. us up. That, that's End the end of like the Christmas that. wrap. Okay, guys, wrap it up. 2020, hey? It's been a year. It's been Is this a, dialogue? a year that we'll probably like all try and forget, but I think there's also a lot of things that we should be thankful for as well. Uh, here's hoping that 2021 is a lot better. Bloody but we also so. don't forget uh, just how 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 much we survived this year. Um, but anyway, without getting too teary, Barks, Again. it's been a bloody pleasure hosting this podcast with you. I look forward to season two already. Um, and to all of our listeners, thank you for for putting forty five to fifty minutes of your week away every week and and tuning into two guys who probably when we started didn't even know the name of the damn podcast and and now i've got a, a little bit more of an idea of what we're we're doing from week to week sometimes um, I remember but i hope you've enjoyed it yeah i just to clarify i remember the first episode you told me to introduce myself and that's how far out of the podcast world i was i'm like what you want me to do a proper <laughs> introduction um no but genuinely thank you to everyone it's been very cool to see people sort of get around us and um give us their thoughts so content catch you catch up family. We'll call them our family. Yeah. We appreciate it. I hope everyone uh, stays safe over the, the holidays and has a few cheeky lemon lime and bitters. Beverages. Um, and uh, we will see you fresh in 2021 for season two. For a massive season two. Massive. Take care of yourselves. Say hello to your mothers and your fathers and your sisters. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry everyone Christmas. Else, thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bam 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 b